Welcome, guys, to another episode of Paddock Perspectives. We're going to start a new series today. It's going to be a pre-race guide, and it's just going to be a quick overview of a few things we think you should know, give you an update on maybe where they qualified or anything interesting, and give you guys some insight. So make it a little bit easier and digestible. And This weekend, we are at the Bahrain Grand Prix. It is taking place on Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, not on Sunday for religious purposes. It will be one of three races we will have on a Saturday this year. So Bahrain was introduced in 2004. Uh, the track is about three and a half miles long, and we're going to be doing about 57 laps. It's going to be the first race of the year, and hopefully Red Bull doesn't run away with it too bad this time. As I say, Hopefully Red Bull doesn't run away with it. Last year, they did here, and especially Max Verstappen. He was 12 seconds clear of Sergio Perez, and then Alonso was in third. Alonso, Fernando Alonso, was in third place. Yeah, it wasn't a particularly interesting race if you were watching first, but there were some other things that went on. What what happened? Speaking of Fernando Alonso, on lap 13, he was fighting with Russell for fifth place. Fernando overtook him at turn 10, and then he almost lost it a few turns later to Russell. Very intense lap. Some interesting fighting for, you know, second, third, and fourth, while Max was just having a cozy time up in first. There also was a battle between Hamilton and Alonso about halfway through the race, lap 37. And then on lap 38, Alonso finally got through to fifth position, which is where he really started to gain some traction and finished third in the race. There was a battle for second between Perez and Leclerc. Perez took that position, so that put Leclerc in third. Unfortunately for Leclerc, he had to retire at lap 26. Oscar Piastri was the first retirement of that race. So that put Signs up into third. Signs lost third to Alonso on lap 46, and that gave Alonso his 99th podium of his career. So last year, it was Max in first, Sergio in second, and then Alonso in third. So overall, it was a pretty interesting race if you're not watching first. So back to this year. After we saw some practice sessions, it looks like we have a few teams up in the mix. Mm -hmm. We have Ferrari up there, Signs. Did pretty well in practice. It does look like they do have some pace. It looks like Ferrari is probably going to be the biggest contender to push Red Bull, but I don't think anybody's there yet. It looked like Norris did okay. Yeah, Norris did okay, but as even uh, Oscar was pointing out in an interview, that the interviewer pointed out that Norris is, keeps on saying like, oh, we're definitely behind the eight ball. A little bit more of a negative outlook. I don't know if it's bad or maybe his mentality to just not talk about it or downplay it even. Mm -hmm. he, he wasn't talking the car up, but it looked like him and Oscar did pretty well for McLaren. Yeah. It was also kind of surprising to see that Max was so frustrated with the car yeah. weight, but it looked like he still had more in the bag from what I could see. He was easily getting into like second and third during practices. I just don't think he's very impressed with the car at all. They got to figure it out because it's a new design. I think it's definitely fast enough. Probably just doesn't feel like the simulator. Yeah, but he did okay in preseason. Yeah, but they did some modifications probably after that. And he probably went to the sim last week for, 
I mean, that's just an assumption, to be honest. Joker and you was having some braking problems. He was having a lot of lockup issues on this track. There were also quite a few lockups from Russell, Signs, Haas as a whole. Stroll had one that... Had a pretty silhouette-esque kind of picture. Yeah. Definitely would want to put it on a wall. For sure. It was beautiful. It was it was pretty interesting. So give him credit for that. Pretty par for the course, I think, at this point in the year, though, with new designs in the yeah. cars. They're not going to be working. They're finally putting them through their paces. It's practice. Mm-hmm. So the qualifying, pretty uneventful, to be honest. We have Red Bull up front. Ferrari kind of right behind that and Mercedes. All right, so we have Gasly in 20th and Ocon in 19th. What is going on with Alpine? Why are they in the last two spots? I wasn't going to think that they were doing that bad. Logan Sargent in 18, which seems about usual from last year. I would like to see more from him. Yeah, at least he's consistent. Mm-hmm. We'll give him consistency. Both kick Saubers in the back with Joe and Botus. As you stated, Joe was having some serious lockup issues, enough yeah. to actually state that during the session. Right. They've got kicks to work out. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. So that brings us to the next 15. So the next five would be Magnuson and Ricardo. So that's a Haas and a RB. I I hope that Daniel can do more. It looked like the V-carb car is not bad. Yeah, it didn't do bad in practice one. They got the fastest lap. It's not terrible. I guess got some kinks to work out. That puts Alexander Albin for Williams in 13th. So he last season, he did pretty well without qualifying his teammates. So that's also pretty consistent. Yeah, I would hope that he could do a little more. I like to see him in Q3, but the Williams has an uphill battle. Yeah. That's what I would say. But they're doing good. They're they're really hitting the mid- midfield hard, and yeah. that's where they should be. Yeah. We have Stroll for 12th place on the grid. Disappointing, but not surprising. Pretty consistent. Most of these drivers at least are consistent. I don't know if that's good for some of them, but... <laughs> Anyways, we go to 11th with Yuki Sonoda, the other RB car. So placing higher than his teammate. Then Daniel. I think it is the first race. Daniel's getting back into being an F1 driver after last year was he was out. Then halfway through the season, he was in. Then a few races in, he broke his hand. He was out for a while. So it was a roller coaster for him. So Yuki outperforming him makes sense. And I think it's good for Yuki to show that he's... Not going to just get ran over by Daniel. Yeah, which brings us to our top 10. Rounding out 10th place, we have Nico Hulkenberg for Haas, which I love to see. Nico always seems to get more out of that car. Then we go to Mercedes Lewis Hamilton, placing ninth. We have Oscar Piastri with eight and teammate Lando Norris in seven. Yeah, they said that they were going to struggle a little bit. I really was hoping more for like fourth, fifth. Maybe sixth. But that's not bad. They're doing okay. They know that they have to do quite a few things to get closer to that top one or two. Pretty much two. With sixth place, we have the other Aston Martin belonging to Fernando Alonso. And then we go into number five for Sergio Perez. Sergio should be number two, always, in my opinion. I think that if you're not... He was last year. If you're not in second, in that car next to Max Verstappen, being his teammate, I think you've messed up. You don't have to beat Max, but you have to be after Max. 
Yeah. Well, he was at the beginning of the season last year. Okay. This is 2024. We have fourth place belonging to Carlos Sainz for Ferrari. Do you think Ferrari is the only team that at the moment can even get close to Red Bull? It could be just like a qualifying pace, though, which is the issue that they had last year. Like we've already talked about in a previous episode about how they light up the back tires really well, which makes it easy to get a quick clap in that doesn't do good for the degradation of the tires. We move on to third place belonging to George Russell. Yeah. See, that's my point with Hamilton being in ninth and Russell finally figuring out that. See, that's a good sign that Russell realized that last year was probably his worst year in F1, even compared to Williams, because he was always outperforming what he was supposed to do at Williams. Correct. Definitely, he did not last year. Second place belongs to Charles Leclerc. I think Charles is the closest thing we have to another Max Verstappen. It's just in a different car. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Ferrari can get their stuff together and maybe we'll see some red winning here. In Leclerc's racing career, we're going to see him become a champion. Yeah, I think so. Probably two or three times. And then, of course, no surprise, we have Max Verstappen taking pole position. Womp womp. It's pretty boring to talk about Max in the first position, to be honest. We're just going to only talk about what goes on from 2nd to 20th. And then once Max <laughs> starts to like not be winning everything, then we'll talk about everybody. First is no fun right now. <laughs> so this weekend, a few things that you should know like about this track in particular is that it's a really good place for overtaking. The drivers have to deal with the wind. The difficulty finding a setup with the fluctuation in temperatures is pretty important here. So it should be pretty interesting. It's not a street track, which makes it more geared and towards passing, honestly. It's a pretty interesting track. I like Bahrain a lot. Speaking of temperatures, this race is supposed to be a bit warm. It's going to have a light wind for the race. We're going to look at a temperature of about 68 degrees. It's actually like a little bit cooler for the tires to get up to temperature, but that seems to probably be the only issue. It's It's getting tires up to temperature, and I believe it is a night race, so it's going to get even colder. So it looks like we're going to get a pretty interesting first race of the season if you can get past the fact that Max is probably going to be up front. Uh, Second is going to be interesting. I think Ferrari is going to take it. I hope so. I think if Ferrari can get a lot of points out of Sainz and Charles this year, it doesn't matter if Max wins every race. If Perez is not beating those two Ferraris, there's a possibility we could still have a Constructors Championship. I do think the Drivers Championship is going to be insanely hard to beat Max. That's all we have for you on today's episode. We hope you got some necessary information so you can have all the knowledge you need to enjoy the race on Saturday. Sunday, whenever you tune in to watch the race. That's kind of the whole point of this series that we're trying to come up with is it's supposed to be a guide that you can watch right before the race so you don't catch the race. So you want a recap of what we are predicting in the future. So it should be content that could be used at a future date. It doesn't have to be seen right before the race day, at least. We'll see you next time, guys. Have a good one.